And we are back with another Boss Bus Between the Cheeks Gargoyle Extreme Fiasco Extravaganza with the one, the only. You may know him as Jacob, but you might also know him as the Gargoyle. Thanks for coming, man. Oh, of course, of course. How you Been doing? Chilling, waiting for this stuff to blow over again. <laughs> it, it kind of looked like it was going okay, and then it... Strapping down, getting ready for another wave. Yep. yep. And the winter. The winter's always slow, too, so... Mm-hmm. It's kind of a double whammy, but we're going to chuck through it and see what happens. Time to save some money. Yeah. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> Hopefully. I mean, that's the goal. True. Yep. Um, yep. Dude, uh, it's, it's great to have you on. I mean, we've obviously seen you play shows in the past. You had a great silent disco that we went to. Yes. I remember yes. tuning into you on the Red Channel. That was pretty fire. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That was interesting. Uh, Didn't you start out with DMB that night? Do you know who I am? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I did, actually. I oh, fired so... off with Liquid and then went into a little bit of Rollers and uh, so forgot that it was 2 in the morning and everybody was already ready to go. So I dove into that delicious halftime. Mm-hmm. And uh, we kind of just rocked back and forth from liquid to halftime all night. And it was a good time. It was nice to have uh, Glava next door playing mm-hmm. some side trance as well. Yeah. So like two sounds that you don't really get very often around here. No, and excited. it was cool watching the sea of blue to the sea of red to the mix to the sea to the sea. It was cool. It was nice. Mm-hmm. The whole set, it was just back and forth because Glava's obviously excellent as well and we just we had a great time playing obscure shit. I loved being able to jump like with like the different colors and everything, being able to mm-hmm. just like float around to different people and flip to their channel for a second and just get down with everybody, talk to them, and then go to the next cha- like you know next channel with the next group, and then just kind of bounce back and forth and kind of like incorporate like that knowledge with like the color distinguishment mm-hmm. just to kind of like start more conversation because it makes I never it a thought bit about easier. that as a conversation piece too. Mm-hmm. Like that's yeah. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Yeah, because I'm like newer to silent discos. That was probably my second one I've ever been to. That was actually the first one I've ever been to and ever done. Hey. Hell yeah. 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 So I mean, like, I, I went to a couple, like, you know, at festivals like that one at Dance Fest two years ago, I think, um, like by the main stage, hmm. uh, or three years ago, or not? No, it was five one five two years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was just you know it's such a foreign concept to me. Like when I go to shows, I want everything to be so loud that I'm like you know right there's out of body basically so like having the headphones on kind of thing was like okay like if i can do this at home like what's the what what are you going to do differently here to make this like a show experience and seeing the different kinds of things that have been incorporated as i've been going to different ones i'm like okay like wow this is actually super cool like this isn't just like you know headphones like there's different dynamics that get practiced at like sound discos there's Mm -hmm. different kinds of um creativities and different kinds of uh just utilities that are used in general. Right, and it's a, it's especially good for, like, more than one group of people, too, because, like, you could, uh, if you do silent discos and stuff, you could bring a service animal to a show without hurting it. You could uh, maybe, maybe your ears are like mine, and but a little bit backwards. I can't hear anything, but some people can't hear anything, and loud sounds hurt, so, like, those with the... With the headphones, you can control the volume mm-hmm. and not hurt your hearing and all yep. that stuff. Not have to wear earplugs and yell at your friends from 
two feet in front of their face <laughs> yeah. just to get them to hear you, you know? Parts of shit like, too. No, but same. Yeah, like, yeah. Royal Grove with all the subs, I will yep. stand. I'm just right back there. against them. It's there. Yep. But uh, even then, it just that's when it starts to sound loud to me. So <laughs> it's uh, my hearing's a little messed up from this, but I still have a good time. It don't matter. Oh, yeah, dude. Dude, that... Um that Royal Grove show, that, yeah, you put it well, because I remember I walked in and I started talking to you, and I was a foot away from you, and I was like, hey, dude, like, it's really good to see you, like, how's it going, just yelling over everything. And everybody's like, what? From yeah. right there, you're like, like, fuck. Yeah, you see them, like, full projecting their voice, and you're like, like, put your ear right next to their <laughs> mouth, you're like, I don't want you to have to keep yelling, you're going to lose your voice, because yeah, we're like, all screaming at each yeah. other, but we're also standing, like, with, within three feet of the sub, so. That's when you just, you're like, hey, come outside, you want yeah. a cigarette? Right. Let's just at least take, like, five steps Something. away from the sub, because we're, like, right here. Right, right. But it's like, you, you keep trying, because you don't want to move. Like, yeah, when you get know. you get that spot, you're just like. Oh, you feel like jello in front of those subs, mm. and it's so nice. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Helps my back. It's just, oh, it's, it's glorious. Yep, it's, it's like a sound massage. For real. That's how it feels. It's Dude. great. It's lovely. Um, so, for people that might not know, who are you? Uh, well, as I said, I'm, I'm Jacob. I uh, hail from Salt Lake City and got stuck here in Omaha. Wow. I didn't know that. Uh-huh. I'm from Salt Fun Lake. fact. Yeah. yeah, I'm from the beautiful place, not the Nebraska. I talk shit, but it's pretty beautiful, too. Yeah. We, <laughs> we have the best skies you can see, but our mountains in Utah are just... I've seen some pictures. I have a friend from out in Salt Lake. Oh, it's so nice. It is super nice. It's beautiful. And uh, things are great out there. And I just, it's just, it's super expensive. It's like four times the cost of living. Isn't it the highest population of the Mormon religion as well? You bet. That's where it fired off. My great grandma was the last Mormon in my family, thank God. So I didn't grow up with that shit. My friend has like stepped away from being Mormon, but he's Mormon. Like his family is Mormon when they like move from there right here and like i don't i don't feel like you know i don't try to dog anybody's religion but like i look like i right. i got tattoos i got pierced ears i smoke yeah. I, I drink you know mm-hmm. i can't i don't even have a chance of being a part of that which is like super limiting because i'm a free sculpted guy you know? yeah so mm-hmm. i i'm not about that but it uh i don't know it's fun I guess, in a way. Sometimes it's fun, and sometimes it's... super interesting. It's, just... it's a very interesting religion, if you, like, look into, like, the story of oh, yeah, what Mormonism sure. is. Oh, for so, sure. like, it's just... It's one of those stories where you're like, wow, I, like, wouldn't have thought that this would be something that's mm-hmm. a religion made of. And it's not even just a small religion, it's a huge religion. Oh, yeah, so. no. Massive. Absolutely massive. It's... It's... I don't know. I don't understand, honestly. Like, when looking into it, I don't understand how, like, that could just go... Phew, and yeah. then there's it like just tiny groups of them everywhere. Mm-hmm. But we even have we even have a Mormon church here in Omaha. We, get two. we do. We, we have two? Not in Omaha, but we have a couple with like I think there's one in oh, it's probably like western Nebraska maybe yeah. or one in Lincoln. Oh yeah, too. no, like, there's, there's, there's some in, like in Nebraska or but like no, there's one just, right uh it's like three blocks up from Oakview Mall. Oh yeah. Church of yep. Latter-day Saints. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Dude. Mm-hmm. The the thing to me that's interesting is not only does Jesus have his own planet, but if you're great, you will get your own planet. Bruh. Yeah. I want some of that. They're, I want a planet. They're talking about rocks, right? Like, that's what it's about, right? The founders. And the founders. Were, John Smith. We're coming up with Jacob Smith, Jacob, these, right. these magic stones, right? Yes. Okay, mm-hmm. what happened with these magic stones? Like, they depicted exactly like this. Is that he was like, 
eh. These are just stones. Throws them out, right? And then some dude takes them, realizes what their power is, and is like, whoa, these are cool. So he comes back, and he takes them back, and then founds this religion and some stuff. Like, yeah, I think like, it wait, was... Wait, what? <laughs> <laughs> what, believe, is, what is this? What's it was like on? they said that an angel dropped these stones off, mm -hmm. and this man found them, and he was the only one who could interpret them, so he had to write these scriptures out himself with, like, someone there like writing it out like he would read off the scripture off of the stones to somebody mm. who was writing it out for mm -hmm. him and that's where the that's what they use as their scripture is what yep. this man wrote off of like reading stones some, some rocks bro some yeah some yeah, stuff, yeah yeah you know you ain't even gotta tell me like, yeah I've, it, it shits on my brain. No doubt, <laughs> it's it really does. It's interesting. I'm not talking no, on it, anybody. No, and, that, and I'm not either. To but me, it's, I don't. I don't get it. Exactly. It's mm -hmm. like informationally speaking, I don't understand it. But the fact that it makes so much sense to so many people, it makes it intriguing to me. Oh yeah, I did. Yeah, it's so. Af what happened after you moved from Salt Lake City? How'd you get into so, the Omaha music scene? I was moved when I was super young because my mom. Uh, married and we moved out here to Omaha to start I don't remember much of that because I was real young mm -hmm. and then we moved way out west and uh, that's where I graduated and went to college and all that fun stuff at and uh, then one day I was reintroduced to music again and we showed up to this house party that there was some decks sitting out at and I said hey, let, me, let me see those kind of thing and I had messed with them before, but fell out for a little bit, and came back and played them for a little bit, and then he uh, actually showed me the post from the Cube saying, "Hey, open deck night, the very, very first one, mm -hmm. like five years ago now." Yeah, four, a while. Four or five. Yeah, yeah, was, yeah four and years that kind of brought me back, and I did that, and that's where I met D and Zach and all them, and then I moved in with D like a month and a half later or something, and we just kind of toured around, went all over hell. Played shows and you know we did like Ranch Fest and we <clears> went to Maine <throat> and we went to Jungle Love. That was with the homie from Kansas City, correct? Uh, Ranch Fest. Yes. Yeah, I forget because uh, Zach. He, yes. Yeah. I met him at a Zach Johnson, I think. I met him at yeah. Barely Alive at the Granada in yep. 2018, or was it? No, it was 27. It was 2018. Yeah, it was 2018. Um, right before it was, I think it was a month before they were throwing it. Yep. And uh, it was a. Yeah. Uh, Cool was, dude. Ranch Fest itself it's was uh, it it's was extra cool. It was a really cool thing. Yeah, I see what you did there. Yep. Yeah. Yep. Exactly. Uh, I, saw the, <laughs> I saw the videos of them like where they did that like dumped. Yeah, we we literally covered a dude in ranch. Yeah. Uh, on like a ninety-five degree day. <laughs> oh. And the only thing I could think about was oh well, a shout out Cody Capel, Capzilla, Daddy Cap. Um, we the only thing I could think of when that happened was. Oh my God! When that heats up, like what you were gonna reek? Yeah, the, the but, worst smell of your life. Uh, we were actually on pagan grounds for that. It was interesting, hmm. and uh, they watched it all happen and laughed at it a whole bunch, and then let him in the house to shower. <laughs> so everything was cool. It was all good. We're like, yeah, we laid him in a kiddie pool and covered him in like sixteen bottles of ranch. <laughs> it That's, was it was a lot of ranch. <laughs> That's yeah, incredible. They made like. 20 foot tall ranch bottles that they put at the main stage too like those were the decorations on each side yeah it was such Dude. a great time bro 
Oh, it was it was nice. I remember hearing about this, and I was like, at first, I was like, "You're joking, right?" And he showed me some pictures, and I was like, Mm-mm. "That's actually so cool!" I was right. like, "Oh man!" Oh. Yeah, I actually have the mix on SoundCloud still from way back then, from Ranch Fest. Yeah, dude, nice. Yeah, yep. it was. Uh, I haven't put anything on there forever, but I just make you come see me instead. Hey, yeah, but, there you go. Yeah, that was uh, that was a good time. Yeah. <laughs> We had a great time and saw some real weird shit on Pagan Grounds on, I believe it was the night of a full moon, too. Oh. So, <laughs> things got a little weird, but we got them dancing to it and everything, too. Like, they had a great time, and me and D as High Vibe Tribe actually brought out uh, a little van that had a power converter and threw the second stage for it, even. Like, had a, it was, yeah, it was hard. It was a great time. And, uh, yeah, cleaned up the. It was like three miles of property. They did everything like right here in these three little areas, mm-hmm. and then the campground like did one of these up the property. Super. Oh cool. wow! Yeah, it was just one long road that you camped on. It was super cool. You got to talk to everybody on your way, and everybody was cool. There was no issues, and uh, those security guards are still the ones that work for, or work with uh, Zach too. So that's cool, dude. Yeah. It's uh, been a long thing. An entire festival based around ranch is a, that's exactly what I need in my life. That's that's inspiration right there. Yeah, it's the best thing, bro. That was yeah, the best thing. At the time when you were going to shows, this is like right before you started going to shows, like a bunch with us. You were mm-hmm. going on. Well, I remember uh, Jeff Updike played at Ranch Fest because him and Lexi went. Mm-hmm. So I was like, Ranch Fest, what? <laughs> Dude, there was a whole squad of us for no yeah. reason. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> going up to oh, Maine. Oh man, no. Uh, it was Missouri. Was that in KC uh, or Missouri? It was like 30 minutes outside of KC. I think. Oh, bro, I should have gone. Just, I should have ranched we were myself up. Hidden in the valley of ranch. Like, you looked over where our stage was like down this hill, and you stood at the top where you left the main stage, and it was just this empty valley. Oh, my God. It was literally a hidden valley oh, ranch my goodness. fest. That's, <laughs> like, too, that's too perfect. It was excellent. It was such a good time. I had a blast. Uh, Dude, what a blast! So what? What are you kind of doing now then? Like what? What's what you got going on? What have you been doing since since ranch time? Uh, we went to Maine later that year, and then kind of just hung out and hunkered down, and I uh, ended up going back to working in ninety five. Sadly, feel that. Feel that. But uh, now I finally got a good job and stuff, and I've just been playing shows here and there since then. And bouncing around between uh, when the hideaway was a thing. Mm-hmm. I've been doing that, but COVID took that, sadly, and other little projects along the way. And now it's just kind of hanging out and helping out with the warehouse and doing what I can amongst this lovely pandemic. Right. Dude, That's that was going to be my next question, too. Like, with this pandemic going on, how are you? how are you personally dealing with it? Like, what... How are you coping with the fact that we're stuck eternally right now? Um, so in the beginning, it was kind of bad because it wasn't working and all that fun stuff, too. Mm-hmm. So I spent all this time with myself, which is great. I love spending time with myself. But mm-hmm. I'm also, I mean, I'm a DJ. I like to get out and see people and socialize and do things. So after like a month, it drove me nuts. And I was like, I got to do something. So I go out for walks and started getting in shape and all that fun stuff. And then was like, you know what? I... I gotta figure something out and talk to Elusive and got a job with Cheesecake and I was like, oh, 
and some time to not be at home and hung out and did all that and now it's just kind of balancing the two but other than that it was a lot of music to start until that laptop incident I told you about earlier happened mm -hmm. now I haven't had it since then but other than that it's just kind of play music here and there and survive and be safe until further notice I guess <laughs> right it's pretty much what it is yeah dude it is further <laughs> That's the best notice way I can put it dude um I saw the other day uh, that we hit 700 new cases in a single day. Mm. Oh, Dude. yeah, no, we're still rocking 600 for like the past three. Bro, the the fact that our our record that we set was like 360, the start of the pandemic, biggest, most cases a day. And mm. then now, nine Almost months later, it. Like, nine months later, we literally, everybody's just like, nah, I don't really care about it. It doesn't exist. And, and then double. Here we go. And yep. people are still like, nah, it's fine. I'm not sick. <clears throat> like, right. <coughs> yeah, I right. know. And like even working at Cheesecake, too. We serve so many people. I'm honestly very surprised that we never have an issue with it. But uh, every day, every single person that walks through that door to come work or, and all that stuff is uh, you take your temperature and all that good stuff and get checked out and make sure you're okay and, and just kind of work through it and mm -hmm. abide by the rules in case somebody does have it and you do your best to stay away from it. But we've had, I don't think we've had any issues with it at all. So, right, absolutely. But, uh, you know, if you take the right precautions and people just do what, it's it's real simple to do what you got to do. And it is. if you just do it and we get it over with, we wouldn't be like the rest of Nebraska right now. Yeah. So. Agreed there, dude. <laughs> that's, I mean, that's all we really can do. Like, all we can do is take the precautions that we can. Right. And do what we can. Other than that, like, it's out of our control. Right. What else? Are you going to go out and punch it? Like, what are you going to do? What are you going to do? Wish, you know? I wish. I wish we could punch a giant right. COVID. Just punch a 19. In any philosophy, <laughs> if it's something that I cannot lay my hands on to, like, combat, like, if it's something <clears throat> that can hurt me but I can't hurt back, I'm afraid of it. Like, to an extent where, okay, so COVID's a different thing where it's like, uh, statistically speaking, it probably wouldn't hurt me detrimentally. Like, I might get sick and have to go to the hospital, but, like, being young, not going most people aren't getting, mm -hmm. like, ill to death from being, like, from getting it. Right, and being in well health and things like that. Right, and so, stuff. like, that's why I was like, okay, I can take some, you know, calculated risks here, but then uh, knowing that specifically, like, where there's no restrictions, every, all, everything was open back up, I'm like, it's going to happen again. Like, everybody yeah. is not give a fuck. Well, we, we, all, and, we all knew round two was coming. Yeah, mm -hmm. so I was like, I can't not go do things. I have to get some of this out before we get locked down again, because mm -hmm. otherwise, if I get, like, I, co I keep myself pent up, no one else is pent up. We get locked down again, and I can't leave. No, like, because as soon as the restrictions come, saying, "Yep, you can't go anywhere. Everywhere's closed." Yep. That's when it starts picking at me. Where I'm like, "All right, even if I if I want wanted to and I don't, that's one thing. But if I want to and I can't, even like, right. it's totally different. Mm -hmm. Like not being able to make that choice if I can or can't is what makes me stress out. It's the rule thing. You want to yeah. break the damn yes. rules. A severe <laughs> oppositional <laughs> defiance. Yes. Mm -hmm. It's, Since if I was there's a, a child. rule there, I can't. I break it. <laughs> yeah, dude. It, yeah, and people are so heavy. Yeah, yeah. and people Man. are doing that, but they're doing it in a way that's like, oh, masks? No, nope. Right. What are those? It's, it's so simple to just do it. And just yeah, get it over it, with. Yeah, yeah. It personally, so, it doesn't bug me. There's that so much. many like, people that like. Just, every other country, we're the worst. Yeah, like everybody else is just like, oh, okay. And then, boo. 
Mm-hmm. Now they're done. They get to not do stuff. And Americans can't leave the country because no other country wants to let them in right now. No. Because we handled this so Y'all poorly. Can't wear yeah. masks. Like, Dude, and uh, come on. other countries won't let people leave to go visit the United States for that same reason. Because exactly. they're like, no, Americans are dumb. You are going to get COVID and infect this whole country. Yep. So, yep. so nope. here we are. So yeah. you can go, but you're not coming back. <laughs> right. You might as well get a, like, a, like a whole ass visa. Cause, uh, <laughs> yeah, you're not going back. passport ain't going to do you any good this time. No. You're going to be stuck <laughs> for a minute. Right. Mm-hmm. You can stay there until they're done. And at this rate, we're not. <laughs> no, I have no bit. clue. No. It's all up in the air. And I said, I remember saying this like three or four months into the pandemic. I was like, yeah, I don't know when this is going to be over, but hopefully soon. And now I'm sitting here like. This is not ending anytime soon. Oh mm. my goodness! The first three or four months, I was like, "Oh, it'll be fine." Like, you know, I kind of lied to myself. I was like, "I just, it, it'll be over." Like, not to just myself out. And then about six months in, I'm like, "Okay, yep. this sucks. This is not <laughs> going to be over anytime soon." And since then, I was just like, "When it's when it's it's over, it's over." Like until then, we're just riding it out. Like it's, right. it, it is what it is. Right. There's that not was, see, anything I can do about it. It started for me too, because like two weeks into when it started, I was. Uh, working a petitioning job and I like had just gotten it was loving it I was having a great time and then they went we're shut down and I was like for what and they were like you know that COVID thing we've been talking about and being smart about and stuff yeah it's too bad now and uh, we're getting shut down so um, I guess we're all fired file unemployment because I'm going to do it too and I was like tight here yeah. we go <laughs> like I guess this okay. is it mm-hmm. yeah so, that was a great start to all this, and then it turned into some fun stuff with music and things and self-exploration with stuff, and then, yeah, it just kind of leveled itself out, and here we are. That that aspect of, like, the very, very, th- like, hair-thin silver lining of us all getting a chance to step back from our day-to-day life and, like, evaluate ourselves our goals, our aspirations, what we want to do. Like, that's the that's the one very small good thing that's come out of this, is that, like, we're all able to take a minute and be like, all right, I know who am sure. I? Your, your public lives have been, uh, for lack of a better word, destroyed, but the people that you're with and the people that you love and all that good shit, those bonds have become so much stronger mm-hmm. that, it you know, you might not be able to go out and party and get drunk and do all this fun shit with all your friends, but... Maybe you needed that. Mm-hmm. Maybe you were drifting away from some people that you see every day or don't or whatever. Maybe you needed to drift back to those people kind of thing. And it kind of forced you to do that. Or it forced you to work on yourself. Or, mm-hmm. it for, you know, it just... I kind of view it as, like, if the universe was out there telling me what to do, it kind of went, uh... Everybody needs to just take a step back for a minute. So we're just going to hit you with this mm-hmm. and uh, it kind of forced you to do it yeah and honestly I've really noticed a lot nicer people since this has started to be honest with you because people don't get social interaction anymore so they don't take it for granted true and, like I've had more people hold the door for me more people uh, servers at my job and stuff are saying that they tip more and things like that just because you know you get that human interaction everybody doesn't just oh, I'm going to see another human next time. Now it's like, I don't know what's going to happen. So like, mm-hmm. I hope you have a good day and mean it, not be an asshole. Yeah. 
So it's, you know, it's done its thing, but... I like like, that. I feel like that's huge, too, because, like, the amount of people that have been humanized because they've been taken out of their rut where they've been going day-to-day life doing Mm -hmm. nine-to-five, you know, eating, sleeping, you know, Mm -hmm. same hobby every day after work, working at whatever, but they have this routine that's set, like, to the hour every day, Mm -hmm. and all of a sudden it gets shattered, and they they have a second to step back out of their lives and see what everybody else is doing, and then they start realizing, oh, wow, like, I'm not the only person in this world, and it's created this group of people that are, like, wanting to help each other. Yeah, and it's mm-hmm. nice. And it also makes all the people that don't give a fuck about anyone <laughs> stand out really, really oh, strongly. Oh, yeah, for sure. Yeah. For sure. I have definitely, uh, this has been the year for figuring out who your friends are. Yeah, for, for sure. sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, Agreed. It's, uh, it's been a thing. So... Which, I mean, it's it's not a fun thing, but it's a good thing. It's a great thing, honestly. Right. In the end, it's beneficial. And, yeah. You know, it's more of a plus than a minus, so I'll take it. Yeah, absolutely. I'll take it. Just checking. But, yeah, in, in, terms of, um, in terms of music, in terms of you playing shows... I guess I have two two questions, and I mean, I do see your rhythm or die tattoo, which is pretty sick, by the way. I don't know if you guys can see it there, but it's pretty cool. Yeah, check that out. If you know me, you've seen it and probably asked me a question about it. True, and I'm about to do the same. <laughs> okay. So, um, what's up? So first, it's a two-parter. So first, I want to know who's your, what's your favorite type of music to listen to, and then the second part is what's your favorite type of music to make if you were to make music. Oof, see, that's a loaded question, because uh, as you guys have seen me play multiple times, I, I don't pick a genre. Mm-hmm. Obviously, I mean, I always play drum and bass. I do like drum and bass, mm-hmm. but I do everything. Like, even to the point where, like, when I'm driving in my truck, I have this mode on my Pandora I like to call ADHD mode, where it's everything from maybe Funt Case to... Alex Perez to Fleetwood Mac to Nelly to maybe some Trevor Hall maybe mm. some Action Bronson mm. some Suicide Boys whatever and I, I do everything every spectrum in the entire existence literally of music. that's why it's ADHD mode yeah uh, like the only that. thing that's not there is country and that's okay yeah I'm okay with that's, that that's that's totally fine leave yep. it out all the time but, for me um, when it comes Everybody to music itself not mine mm-hmm. when it comes to music itself. Uh, drum and bass in halftime is obviously where my heart super lies. I do enjoy writing drum and bass a lot too, but it ultimately depends on the mood. Because mm-hmm. I've written some house, I've written some halftime, I've written rhythm, I've written regular drum and bass, I've written some deep dub, you know, I've written all kinds of stuff. And it just kind of depends on the mood. It's, really what it comes down to. But you do like bass from what I'm hearing. Though. You really like bass. Uh, I only play the dark stuff. Yes. But I play everything. Yes. So like if I'm playing drum and bass, it's rollers or halftime. Okay. If I'm playing dubstep, it's most likely dubstep rhythm or uh, closely related trap. Or mm-hmm. if I'm playing dancey, mm-hmm. it's going to be bass house, G house, Mm. Uh, maybe My speed spade. garage, maybe uh, breakbeats, maybe you know. It's, if I'm playing, it's dark. I but, could, I could fuck with it. You know, you gotta, you gotta have a little bit of lightness here and there, just gives people a chance to breathe. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But you get about three every hour. You listen mm-hmm. to me for about yep. thirty seconds. I prefer yep. it honestly. And, but it's nice. It's great. Yep. Yeah, I think I sweat as much as y'all do, just from fucking dude. Yeah, bro. Yeah. Like, I, 
shit, we getting it. That's the yeah. kind of zone, that's <laughs> the kind of zone I get shit done with, like, you know, on a daily right. basis, where it's like, you know, dark, 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 you know, one happy song slid in there, and then oh. some, yeah, it's like, cool, yeah. I can. And you're like, oh, fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, exactly. just like that. It's on. It's great. It's a good time. Uh, they're probably inspired from, I've been playing instruments and stuff for my whole life, but I've always played, like, What's the your bass guitar, or the tuba, or the timpani drums some deeps not the xylophone the but the marimba like ah, you know like it's lows. always been the low stuff either way I mean I did play guitar and I did do some backup screams for a punk band years love ago that. I and, love that. Uh, all that fun stuff but everything's always been the low end do you have a favorite instrument that you've played like enjoyed personally not that like you mm-hmm. like to hear but like that you've enjoyed actually learning how to play mm-hmm. I would probably say the guitar Putting the, ba- putting the bass and guitar together. Right, just like like that but stylish like the, instrument, basically. I don't know, it's... There's so much more going on all the time. And, like, we mm-hmm. used to, when dubstep was starting to get heavy, you had all these songs that was like, nobody can play an instrument, nobody plays the guitar, and all this stuff. You remember those vocals? From yep, I remember those yeah, exact yeah, vocals. Stuff like that, yep. Mm-hmm. And... Uh, Back then, it used to be, well, I do. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. I play some shit for my stuff, and then people like Boogie T started coming out, Sullivan King and them, that are playing guitar while they're spinning, and it was, like, revolutionary. to that. That's when that stuff kind of stopped coming out. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, when they were like, oh, nobody plays an instrument. Riz and then, playing and then they while did it. Like... Right. Or, uh, like, D's show, bringing out the Trip Brothers, playing Dude. trombone and sax. That while was just spinning. lovely. Oh, they're beautiful. That was insane. Beautiful, beautiful people. Insane. That was a whole vibe. Um, mm-hmm. uh, who, who else does it that's local that does it here? Uh, we saw um, Darkstar play the guitar at, at the, the Gummies. the singer's yeah. name is Lindsay. Lindsay's not Lindsay Sterling. Linear Symmetry. That's uh, what it is. Yes. Yep. 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 They do it too. You know, mm-hmm. she plays the violin and they kind of throw some roots ah, in home behind home it home and home everything. Yeah. Yep. Yep. And yeah, Linear uh, Symmetry. Dude, I haven't seen Linear Symmetry play in years. They were here last year. A couple year. times. Okay. Yeah. But they were. I think they were touring for... Do, and doing a bunch of openings for like festivals and they're kind of all over doing crazy yeah, shit yeah they were doing yeah. some we brought them out to stuff. the first independence day when we did yeah, that yeah I saw too, that like three oh, years really? ago mm-hmm. yeah it was a great time oh my hell it was pouring absolutely pouring outside uh, so we had to pack everybody into the it was basically like an airplane hangar that we put the stage in and we packed it the projector was hanging from right behind the door too so like when it started raining real hard we thought everything was gonna get broke you know mm-hmm. so we got everybody inside because all your tents were fucked it was over like it was yeah, a camping event no. it was it rained so damn hard it was over so we packed everybody in and shut the doors and just rattled this thing for i want to say an hour and a half two hours they just ran it we had such a good time and uh, right after their set, we noticed, or right before it ended, we noticed that it had rained so hard it was starting to flood out the silo, or the hangar too. So it was like getting dangerously close to equipment, and we were like on the verge of okay, we got to shut this down. Yeah. And uh, as soon as they finished and we opened up the doors, it just stopped raining, and we just took like shop brooms and shoved the water around (laughs) and down the hill and everybody went back and fixed their tents and you either left that night because your shit was fucked and there was no way you were sleeping in it Mm -hmm. or 
you were too drunk to go home and you slept in a lake of a tent and woke mm-hmm. up in the morning. We all had like breakfast and still playing music and all that stuff. Had a good time, packed out and left. But uh, yeah, we've, we've had some stories. And Dude. Linear has killed it. That's Every single time I've seen them. That's sweet. Yeah, that's that's super cool. That it's, it's dude, wild. <laughs> rain rain at a festival when it when you have to look in your tent like you're you're outside it's raining and you open up your tent and you see a pool you're just like oh no right. how, how do how do I do any of this like I have oh, to unstake man. it I have to pull it over like unflood my tent everything in there is wet what I do I do it, I save it for the morning yeah I'm I, I go in my I, car. I open up the thing and I go. I'm gonna sleep in my car. Nice. Yep. Like this is tomorrow me's problem. <laughs> yep. I'll take care of this in the morning when it stops. <laughs> yeah. so I passed out my this. car more than once at festivals doing that. Oh, yeah. for sure. Yep. Mud like fest. Sure. Mm-hmm. Little strange mud. Dude, you were there? No. Oh my god. I've heard many a story. I was oh not around for that, but I have heard many, many a story. That wasn't even a mud. puddle. That was a lake. I saw Everything pictures was... from Swamp Fest at Dance Fest the year before. I like when it was twenty sixteen. Mm-hmm. Um, it was. I went to the same venue the year after, and I like it was there's so much dirt. I was like, I can't imagine it raining a little uh, bit here. <laughs> <It> was... <sighs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Things. Uh... I've heard some stories about that fun stuff. My second year at Dance Fest, it got so, like, humid outside from the rain that my phone wouldn't charge because the charging oh. port was, like, detecting moisture. Oh. So my phone was dead the whole second day. That's how oh. Rage Fest was. It was so humid, and there was just stale air. It sucked because it was so Wind nice out because it was hot, and oh. then it rained, and it was just, like, per- like, it was kind of, like, sticky out, but it was, mm. like, 75 degrees in the morning. So it was, like, beautiful, but it was so wet that, like, I could none of my electronics would work, so I was just like, "Alright, it's nature today." Then, right. yep, it's nature day. <laughs> yep, right we now we getting it. <laughs> my feet were because it rained the night before, and I wore slides all, Careful, all night. Careful, get that gangrene. It's over, mm-hmm. bro. I had the, the <laughs> I had the biggest blisters <laughs> on my feet I have ever had because I was wearing slides mm-hmm. while mm-hmm. it was pouring down rain for an entire mm-hmm. set, like night of like sets. And I woke up the next morning and like stepped and I was like, ah, like what? Like, Somebody give me a piggyback ride. All too right. day. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I said, I'm too socking it today. Yep. Yeah, dude. Double yep. socks. Mm-hmm. Dude. Um, before we get into the King's Cup drinking game, uh, what would you say are your biggest musical inspirations as artists? Like who, who, who made you be like, I love this or I want to do this. You know what? Artist inspirations in general. A hundred percent. Original, bless his soul. R.I.P. Cookie Monster. That one's fresh too. I know, I know. That's why I said that. That man, Cookie Monster, uh, Funt Case. Mm. Uh, let's see, let's see, let's see. I heard that remix mm-hmm. that he did with the uh, abstract. The and the uh, abstract's excellent. It was it was one of his songs that he just I think it was House that he did. Um it was Show Me Your House, you know, the so he just released it recently and there was five artists that did remixes with him. It was Font Case, Tynan, um mm. Tynan's good shit too. There was mm-hmm. there was two other three other artists, I can't remember who all of them were. I love when they you don't see that anymore. It's like somebody featuring somebody, not uh Taboo and abstract and tiny and this and that and that and this. It's mm-hmm. not that anymore. But like that's when 
a lot of my inspiration came out because then they were writing like which I see where the multi-genreness comes from because uh, mm -hmm. then they were writing like a song that would have six different breakdowns in the time mm -hmm. it was supposed to have two and every one of them were a separate genre and I loved it. Yeah, <laughs> I, I was about it. Yeah, right. Say, it about was tight. <laughs> three years ago when I came to see a lot of music was like that where I'd get like three genres in like Shit. a three minute song like where like I could just get like, smacked everything and I'm just like, like I love all of that <laughs> wait, but I, wait, I'm like on. I can't what find another happen? song that has just that like so I'm like what genre is it so like well it's not one there's a bunch and I'm like excuse you like what is that yeah even? and then when you go to DJ them it really sucks because a lot of them will uh your your program analyzes one tempo for your song. Mm -hmm. It will not analyze when so you can change tempo in a song. Okay? Mm -hmm. It won't tell you that that happens. Yeah, so it just changes it by itself. Yeah, oh. yeah. It takes an average of what it is, <laughs> and then so you're like, maybe you're playing some, you know, whatever, and then all of a sudden it decides to drop to a dubstep drop, which it does a lot. Mm -hmm. Sometimes it'll stay in time, and other times you'll go from. 128 to not even an equal half mm -hmm. of 70. Mm -hmm. uh, be like, what in the hell? Is that? <laughs> Damn, okay, all right. That's a real I mean, big tempo switch. But it thing. won't tell you either. You yeah. just have to you're hear it there. and figure it out. And then by the time you're like, oh, now this is dubstep. So you throw the earphone on, you change it, right? You get the song load and you cue it in and all this good stuff. And then it snaps back to house and you go... Oh, <laughs> so you do it again? Yeah. <laughs> all right. All right. All right. <laughs> mm -hmm. Yeah, those are fun times. Those are the best. But like, either way, I mean, that's my thing. Mm -hmm. I don't like, I don't like the same repetitive stuff all night, which is weird that I like house because house is the same beat all night long. But but there's so many variants of the same beat that I I'm, I'm the same way. I love. I can right. listen to house all day. I, all I, day I, long. You can all ask that. I will favor almost every house song that I it, listen to just it, because. Even though it gives me it like it makes me want to dance in the same way, like it's always different to me. Like every song hits right. me a different oh, way. Yeah, absolutely, mm -hmm. so. they're all different. Maybe it's the maybe it's the hi hat that has a different delay on it or a different effect, or maybe mm -hmm. the bass beat has a little bit less of a punch and a little more softness to it. Like it might even be just that subtle of a change, but yeah. it's so or it closes ah. at the right time or it opens just, up just like more dang. than yeah. <laughs> it's so good. <laughs> yeah, I love it. That's so true. I never thought about it like that. Like where there's always at least one part of just the house song where I'm just like, it just hits me every time where it's like every all the rest time. of it might not like resonate with me as much, but yeah. there's one part where I'm just like, just I like, love oh, this. Like, all right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. All right. Yep. <laughs> Doesn't yes. miss. Yeah. It's, it's a great time. I love it. I absolutely love it. Awesome. Yeah. Patrick yeah. loves house. Patrick is a house man. I'm, I went from house to drum and bass because I was like, oh, yeah. okay. And then I went, let's go faster. I've got to speed it up. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was kind of like where I was introduced into electronic music with dubstep. And I was like, okay, yeah, this is sick. Like, I love all of this, you know, because I've always been like a hip hop person. Mm -hmm. So, like, I love, like, you know, the, the beats and the breakdowns that they have in hip hop music. Where I'm like, right. okay, you know having a sub turning everything up like just deafening myself and yeah. I saw what they're doing at electronic shows and I was like you I like, need that that's even better I was Let's like go there. take me <laughs> up there yes. and then I went and I was like okay this is this is way more than I was expecting I'm like there is a whole world for me to explore oh, yeah, here it's a whole and new... you know I'm almost four years deep now and I'm just like I still feel like a baby like, I'm like I have so much more to explore at all times oh. and it was funny seeing me go from dubstep and like you know kind of introducing the big artists and then kind of Falling into more underground and new artists, and then and you were like, finding my fact. own beat, and I was like, okay, <laughs> and I was like, okay. So when I'm finding music myself and looking at artists that I like, I'm like, house was just hitting at, like almost every artist I listen to. I'm like, I love this. Like yeah. I just can't stop. 
And then I had, you know, like where I was uh, taking lessons from Danny for a little bit. Um, he showed me a drum and bass track that he made at the time. And I was like... And you were like, oh. I was like, what in the world is this gorgeous <laughs> yeah. thing that you are yes. showing me? Like, yes. it's so much, but in the Beautiful. best way. Yes. And hearing more and more, like, uh, I went to a show, one of Cubit shows, and Mountain was playing a jungle set. And... I like you were like Ooh. yeah I say after I heard jungle I was like all right all like all of this is hitting right in the right spot so I was like it's just like seeing all these different genres that aren't as I guess appreciated in town mm. as like you know heavy dub and you know rhythm well, and stuff it's like. not it's not that it's, well, it's just, just a, not it, recognized here yes that's, that's what I see is it's not like there's it's appreciated from like a smaller standpoint like right. just as much as everybody appreciates you know dubstep right. from a, like a bigger community I guess but oh, yeah, it's just like. Sure. Like you said, it's smaller shows. There's like you know, it's not hurt, like spread around. People don't hear about it as much unless you know the right people. Right. It's just, but once I found these things, I was like, all right, I, I might like. I was like, why don't we have big, like people let more people go to this? Because like, <laughs> if we could have bigger shows, of this I would be stuck. Like oh, yeah. I was, I'm already stuck, but I'd be way stuck. See, and when everything went down with like when I was working with Activate a whole bunch too, uh, that's what I did. I went, oh. There's like this tiny little community that just there's a whole bunch of diehard fans and I'm mm-hmm. they're just ready to get down every month. And then I went, why does it have to be them? So after I separated from that and drafted Hidden Stone with the Hideaway and all that stuff, that's when it became, oh, well, what if I book a house, a dubstep, a breakbeat, a drum and bass, a, a, a deep dub and a side trance and... One hard style DJ, all in the mm. same night. Oh, I love that. What's going to happen? I would and love that. a lot of Omaha went packed, gone, packed, gone, packed, gone, packed, gone. But that was a while ago. And now, like with uh, when we did the silent disco mm-hmm. and uh, when D did his show on Halloween mm-hmm. and kind of mixed up the genres a little bit, now everybody kicks it. Yep. I love it. Yeah, I'm so excited. <laughs> yeah, I loved it. Like, well, it was like that relation. Finally, with... there to where everybody can appreciate all of it, not just come out to hear Boogie T all night or Ganja White Knight all night. Mm-hmm. I love them, but give me some variation. Let's do it. Yeah. If so we could get nice. a abstract or like a big house artist show, even relatively close to the Midwest, I would. How much money you got? I would spend so much money. <laughs> I would spend so much money. When we brought Diesel Boy out. Uh, in partnership with the Royal Grove, and uh, they took care of a lot of that. Well, I mean, it was kind of like 50-50 run around. Mm-hmm. But uh, Diesel Boys took it out just to pay for him, get his hotel, and pay him for his set was like, I want to say it was a couple hundred bucks shy of three grand. And uh, That's not that bad. That was him not bringing equipment. That was... Him already knowing the dude who runs the Royal Grove. Mm. That was him already being there years and years ago and stuff like that. So, like, it was a whole deal. But, like, with his with his rider, with his hotel stay, everything else, I think his, his set alone was two hours. We had to bring four CDJs. And just for him to play, a, what a killer four-track D&B set. Oh, oh my hell. Oh, my God. Wow. But uh, just to have him play that set was twenty two hundred bucks for two hours, and like I was like, oh, damn, <laughs> yeah. like, oh shit, 
thanks for helping. Like, damn. But, like, you know, they used to bring out uh, Darude and all that other stuff, too. So, like, bringing out giant artists like that wasn't a big deal. Yeah. So, it was mm-hmm. a fun time, but I, uh, I couldn't afford it, especially not now. Yeah. I mean, that's something I would look into and be like, all right, just, I need to, like, give me pricing. People out for a 25% capacity show? No, no, no. I, I said, I, I just, I just want to know what pricing is. So when this is, like, cause now is a good time to say for it. You know, <laughs> true. <laughs> a lot of the times you can, uh, either go through like their Instagram or Facebook and find their booking agent on their business page, or you can just send them a message and be like, Hey, how do I do this? And they'll be like, here's my information. Nine times out of ten, stuff. they don't do it either. I ain't gonna run an Instagram with you know, thirty million people on it. I ain't gonna shit. I ain't got that much time in a day. Like, <laughs> no. So if that happens, you know they can either set up an auto response or something like that that will direct you in the right way to do that. Mm-hmm. And it's honestly easier than ever to get a hold of that. You don't have to figure out the email anymore. Email a booking agent and then wait for a calendar to return to see when they have time. And what fits in with what tours and what discounts you can get for fitting in the tours or not or this or that. Now it's just send somebody a message and you figure it out real quick. Yeah. It's kind of nice. It makes variety very, very much easier to get a hold of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. definitely. Yeah. You get like an almost instant like I'm talking to the artist or somebody knowing the artist. Right, not like right there. And yeah. nine times out of ten, it's their best friend. They're like, yeah, bro. So, uh, this dude just hit me up. You want to play a show in Omaha, Nebraska? Like, like oh, okay, let's figure it out. Yep. Ta-da. Not, That's how it goes. Uh, you know, I can't imagine when we brought in Six Block, I can't imagine what it was like to bring him in 20 years ago, 30 years ago. Yeah. can't imagine how many people I had to call and where I had to send money and wire this or send a check here, you know, Walmart to Walmart this or mm-hmm. Western Union or whatever. Like, however I had to do it. I can't imagine how long it would take to act. It would probably take two months just to get somebody confirmed to book and then six months to book them out. Yeah. <laughs> so I am thankful for technology in that way for sure. Yeah, yeah, so that has uh, helped. Yeah, true. <coughs> a lot, a lot. A lot, boys. Um, I think now would probably be the best time to go into our drinking game if you're down. So since you're our special guest of the evening, Jacob, mm-hmm. if you would like to go ahead, draw the first card. Plus, we always go over the card with the guests anyways in case they want to play, like the people want to play. Floor, floor. Touch the floor as fast as you can. I lose. Got to drink up your margarita, Patrick. Do I have to put this in here now? Yep. Right. It's been a minute. Hey, you're good, man. Oh, we we love playing this. That's about all it is. So. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. True, you got it. You got it down. All righty. Your turn, Patrick. Lovely. Five is guys. Cheers to that. All right. Nine, rhyme. So this one, I say a word, you guys have to rhyme with it. We keep going around. person who can't rhyme has to drink. So I'll do um, plum. Bum. Thumb. Come. Scum. I don't know. Is there anything else that even rhymes? I was thinking that too. I don't know. Rum. Ah, ah, my alcoholic hum. ass should have known that. 
If, we were, if we were British, mum. Mum. Oh my goodness. Yeah, you're right. That would rhyme. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Oh, goodness. All right. Yeah, yeah. Great. <laughs> <laughs> you got this, Jacob. All you. Two, which is you. So you get to pick somebody to drink. Mm. You. All right. I'll take it. Three mm. is the me. opposite. Yep. Which means I have to drink. Yeah. I tried to save you, bro. I, <laughs> I know. I really that's why I was like, that's I really, all I, like I really appreciated that. And then the cards got me, anyways. <laughs> it's because I make fun of Zach shuffling all the time. It's true. This is it's a not fact. nice of me, but I'll teach you how to shuffle, Zach. I mean, that's, that's fine. I'll just cut out your shuffling every time. I don't I need know, to that's know. Fine. That's fine. I don't need to know. I'll watch you. I'll watch the master at his craft. Okay. Mm-hmm. Cool. You're the manager. You're the shuffling manager. Okay. I take. I keep it close to my heart because my grandmother taught me how to shuffle cards. Okay. Right. Yeah, mine's dead. One of mine is actually both my grandmas are alive. Same. Wait. Well, no. Both, both of mine are dead. This guy beat. Damn. <laughs> that I'm. I'll drink again to that. Amen. My dad taught me poker, and uh, mine too. So I know to shuffle cards for him. Mm-hmm. My dad taught me poker too. You know the, the, three, the three time rule. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I was like. I'm like, I can only have to do it three times, and no more, no less. Three times. That's it. And it's good. That's it. Yeah. Nine again. Boy, another rhyme. Hey, we're, that's, you can't pick the word. It's his turn. True. Jeez, I'm sorry. <laughs> so, uh, I'd say door. Whore. Floor. Core. Score. Four. Bore. Snore. Tor. The other bore. There's the pig. You can't do that. Yeah, you can. Damn it. If you got another one, you can do it. There's a double entendre. Spore. Mm. Core. Was I did say core. Do I can I do another one? I have millions. <laughs> Go for it. Go for Store. it. Store. Pour. Tor. Lore. The other type of poor. You're the a piece other type of crap. Of True. Roar. Mm. Soar. Mm. 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 I was going to say the other type of sore. See, I was going to say more, gore, uh, floor. I don't think we I said, said floor. Yep. Okay. Yep. Or he I'll, said floor. You had a drink on that one. Yeah, I only get one redo. Yep. <laughs> I'll, I'll take that for sure. I just, just gave up. I just... No. That's that's totally fair. Let's see it. I do that all the time. If we get Ooh, seven, the opposite get... of floor. God damn it. Damn. If we get if we get rhyme <laughs> if we get rhyme, I'll quit within the first or not rhyme. If we get uh questions, questions. that's my, I, I hate it. I hate yep. it. I don't like questions, Let's I like see statements. Let's see okay. you draw a question right now. Right now. Ten categories. Oh. Okay, not not a queen. Oh, fuck. So this one. Yep. Patrick picks a category. We have to say things within that category. Before we do not, we lose. It's a good one that we haven't done. Chain restaurants. All right. You started out. Applebee's. Chili's. The Cheesecake Factory. Yeah. <laughs> uh, DJ's. Uh, Village Inn. I hop. Denny's. McDonald's. Taco Bell. Long John Silver's. Freddy's. That's another good one. Um, Five Guys. Uh, Raising Cane's. Wiener Schnitzel. 
Wow. Um, Sonic. Oh, Sonic was a good Wendy's. Internet. Whataburger. Shake Shack. Pepper Jacks. Um, Qdoba. Pizza Hut. Arctic Circle. Chili's. Or no, uh, Chipotle is what I meant. Oh, oh, okay, I'll oh, take it. I'll take it. If he had one more second in between those, I would have been like... Mm-hmm. I just slipped on my word. Uh, I just yep, promised. Yep. Domino's. Papa John's. Pizza Hut. I said Pizza Hut. Ooh. I'll take that Ooh. one. <laughs> Got him. <laughs> Got me on pizza. If it's another uh, nine, I swear to God. King. Oh, no. The name of the game. Mm. I always seem to pull it. Um, so I get to make a rule, and if we break it, like whoever that. breaks it has to drink. Mm. Um, mm. This is an awful card. It's the worst <sighs> card. Um... At least, Reese, doing, at least Reese isn't here to get the card anymore because when he True. had the card, it was, it was the, the worst. He was a devil. It was torture <laughs> rules. Um, so, no eye contact was his favorite. Like, you couldn't look anybody in the face. I'll do an easy one, but one that's easily forgettable. So, I'll do every time you have to draw a card, you have to use both hands to pick it up. Do a different one. Well, you do, this is the second time you've done that one in the past, like, three podcasts. Oh. It's effective. Um, okay. Okay. Uh, sorry. No time. eye contact. All right. I'd ask for that. <laughs> you did. You did indeed. Don't you dare test my rules, Patrick. Wow. I will pull a Reese. You're so creative. You picked a new rule. I did. Yep. Uh, no, on, no eye contact with Patrick. Cool. I didn't want anybody to look at my face anyways. <laughs> yeah, we can chill. All right, what's up? Yeah, we're chill. How you doing? So I can't make eye contact with anybody either? Mm-hmm. That's cool. I didn't want to look at you. Y'all are doing me a favor, so. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, shit. But... Patrick, you stacked this deck. Look at this. Oof. You can look at the card. Oof. Uh, I'm just I'm not taking any chances, okay? I saw it. I see it. I see All right. it. All right. So, I'll worry about it. Dude, right. the first rule was literally easiest thing I've ever done in my life. All right. So, well, at least looking at you, Zach, I'm kind of sad I can't look at Jacob. Um, he 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 dreams about me, so he doesn't have to look at me it, like during the physical round. No, I see you in my nightmares. Of course I don't have to fucking look at you. I'm coming up at you like, "Hey, what's up, buddy?" You're just like, "Hey." Oh, yeah. In my dreams. Hmm. I try to always be there for my Something people. outlandish happens. I just have Zach. Yeah, yeah. In my dreams. Good. I'm like, <laughs> okay. I'm like, well, I know it's outlandish now. <laughs> oh, no, I won't do that. Mm. 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 Okay. So, for the rest of the game, you have to keep your left elbow on the table. Left elbow on the table. On the table. Gotcha. Yes. I'm gonna forget. That's a good rule. Yeah. I'm gonna forget about yeah. that. So did it because both of you had your right elbow. Yep. That's <laughs> <laughs> so effective. I'm a lefty, so that's easy. Easy. No, because you're gonna want to use the left one. Oop. Nah. Oop. It was close. Oop. Lefties close. are more prone to be ambidextrous. You're gonna want to use the left one to do what you gotta do, though. Said who? At least I didn't do the both hands. That would have made it super tough. I did stack this deck. Patrick, three <laughs> kings. What are we? The fucking the entire I nullify story of both Jesus. rules. You can do that. All right. All right. All right. All right. And that's what I get. And that's what I get. That's it. That's it. <laughs> it's how the cookie crumbles. And we did set the rule that we're chugging it. So. Yep. Yep. Got this, Patrick. Oh my god. You're so throat, carbonated. You're so throat carbonated. goat. How the fuck did you, you just do that? <laughs>
<laughs> oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. Oh my god. Well, I, I lost. Yeah, that. same. It's cool. I didn't even get through my first drink, but I mean, I guess I got through several drinks with this. Well done. <laughs> well. Whew. Is there anything that you want to shout out, Jacob? Oh, just uh, people that have been keeping going, you know, shout out to D, of course, for mm -hmm. throwing safe shows and ridiculously large parties and being very safe with them and everything. Mm -hmm. and shout out to Pat with Dreamscape and yep. all that fun Love stuff. And, uh, God bless both of them. You know, just pretty much just a huge <sighs> fat shout out to everybody doing what they're supposed to do and trying to help end this thing and so we can get back to throwing ragers every week and not have to worry about standing six feet away from everybody mm -hmm. and not wear a mask. It doesn't really bother me, but it's kind of weird to just look at everybody's eyes all night. Yeah, that's all you see, just yeah. eyes. You don't, know, like you don't know what's going on. You that's know, like one of those things see. that shows you get, like, you're like, oh, yeah, like, you can wear masks sometimes just for, like, you know, like, the effect of wearing them at a show, but now it's like, okay... Now yeah. all these masks that I bought for fun are now things that I can use that I have oh, to have on to go mandatory. into a store. Yeah. Right, right. You know, mm -hmm. it's it's different. <clears throat> but yeah, I mean, other than that, that shout out thing. you like, guys. For shout out you. Doing what you do. Appreciate and your you, podcast, all that fun shit. And, uh, we'll just wait and see what goes on and yeah. be safe, I guess. And so we'll have to see. Wait what... for the next step. Yeah, see what uh, this uh, this year brings us shit yeah. towards uh, the end. Shoutouts to 2021. Hopefully, for everybody has a better. good Thanksgiving <laughs> and a good Christmas. Holidays are coming up. Mm -hmm. Yep. Oh, there you go. There you go. Yep. Shoutouts to. Too. Hope everybody's gonna have a thing uh, as planning for safe Thanksgivings and mm -hmm. whatever they need to do to mm -hmm. be able to share love with their families, Most but also. All. Not get anybody sick. Fill so. up on uh, your favorite foods because everybody yep. makes their favorite foods mm. for Thanksgiving. Exactly. exactly. Make, make sure list make sure your turkey wears a mask. We have to make yes. a list of what mm. we're making and then what we Not need to make. Hole. What we're making. Yeah. Not the stuff yeah. The, hole. the stuff hole needs there's, to have a mask. There's no head on. there anymore. So true. Oh, true. Yeah. The yeah. Yep. That's the the stuff hole. I love it. That's, <laughs> that's so accurate because yeah, it is. It is a stuff hole. Yeah. Make sure your stuff hole wears a mask. <laughs> Whatever that means to you. Cover your stuff hole. <laughs> Make sure your yep. Your stuff hole's covered. Yep. <laughs> so cover up. Thank you again, Jacob, for coming on. Uh, where can we find you on social media? Uh, at goddamn gargoyle, almost everywhere. Goddamn uh, gargoyle. Facebook because Facebook hates at signs, so that one's at gargoyle spins. Nice. Perfect. You yeah. heard it here, folks. Um, keep an eye out for the things that he's doing. Thank you again so much for coming on this podcast. It's been incredible, Jacob. Um, shout out to our sponsors. Shout out mostly, though, to you guys. Thank you always for listening, watching, whatever it may be. You're the reason we do this. We want to connect with people. Uh, and subscribe to our YouTube. So thank you all. Have a great night.